what I've learned in life is that sometimes there's things that you might feel like, I don't want to learn this, or I don't think I could really be good at this. But it's not once you actually take a class in that, or you actually really put your complete focus into a class that you realize, I might actually be interested in this, or there might actually be something that I can contribute to in this particular thing, right, that I'm learning. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining the 209 Journey podcast. You don't know my voice, but if you listen to the episode where Luis interviewed me, um, you will remember that I am Alicia, um, also his girlfriend. So he asked me to host this podcast um, because it's the 50th episode. And I'm really excited to uh, lead this. I've been learning a lot about podcasting from him. And I am excited for you to learn about this wonderful person who I am dating because he is up to so many wonderful things, not just with this podcast, but with the Sacred Public podcast. And I'm just so proud of him. So he's right next to me. I'm going to pose the first question, just like he did to me. Tell me a little bit about your background growing up and specifically like where were you born and what are you all about because of those early years well thank you for hosting this episode i really appreciate it it's something that i've been looking forward to for a long time especially since i figured okay i want someone to interview me for episode 50 was that person and this is before we even met and so I'm glad that I found you and that you can host this. But yeah, to answer that question, I was born in Modesto, but I was actually raised for my first 10 years of life in the Patterson area, specifically in Wesley. Actually, my first year was closer to Patterson. And then the other nine years all spent in Wesley, went to Grayson Elementary for two years until uh, mid fourth grade. Had a really good childhood. You know, would be outdoors a lot, would just have my school literally in my backyard because it literally was in my backyard. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was great being able to actually grow up in an area where I was surrounded by a bunch of agriculture, the cow smell that we all know, <laughs> that we all miss whenever we leave the 209. And so that made me really happy being able to have that and being able to grow up in a time where Patterson wasn't like as developed as it is now. I think they only had like two little grocery stores and, you know, anything that is around the Walmart area now was just dirt, right? Or maybe just like agriculture land. So I'm pretty thankful that I got to see it all, you know, before it got developed and whatnot. So that was great. And then, like I said, after fourth grade, I moved to my hometown to Modesto. So I've been here for a while now. I think I've been here for like 23 years now, which is crazy. But most of my life, I just know it here now. But I'm really happy that my parents moved here because one, it's my hometown and it's allowed me to actually be able to know more of it. And now at this point, if anyone visits Modesto, I got you. I can give you directions <laughs> on how to get to most of the, the major streets here and I'm still getting to visit some of the smaller streets as I drive by like neighborhoods and 
get to see other places as well. So that was a good move by them. Although when we were moving to Modesto, there were a few other places they were looking at throughout the 209. So I could have actually been in Stockton. I don't know if you knew that, but I was close to just, yeah, it just well, didn't happen. But I moved in 2009 to the Stockton area. So, I mean, you would have been there a little earlier than me. Oh, yeah. I would have been there in 2001, I believe. No, actually, no, 2000. I would have been there. But unfortunately, the house offer didn't go through because of the agent. But it's a whole other story <laughs> over there. But yeah, I could have been there. And, and again, a few other places around the 209 when my parents were looking at moving and actually being in a house. Because we, we actually were living in a condo in Wesley when we were there. But but yeah, I mean, it's been really great being able to be here and, you know, I went to really great schools around here, went to Chrysler Elementary, which was really awesome. Prescott Junior High, that was my middle school. And I know I always brag about their PE program because I hope they're still doing it. But at least back in my day, they had a really intense course, which I'm super thankful for. It helped me out a lot in, in my life physically even though I dreaded doing PE and running, which is kind of ironic because now I actually like running. <laughs> but it was a really great time. And then Davis High School is where I went for high school. And it wasn't the newest high school. It wasn't the oldest high school, which is Modesto High School here in town and all that. But I still just really appreciated being able to go there and all the things I got to do, especially when I was a senior and, and all that. So... Yeah, Modesto is amazing. And I know I've told you before, I don't think anyone else maybe really knows this as much, but I one day actually want to run for city council here because I want to make more of a difference here in my hometown. And why not? Maybe mayor, I guess, if <laughs> I end up actually getting to be in, in city council and all that. But I'll definitely run. We'll see how that goes, you know, whether I get elected or not. I just actually want to do a full-on campaign and do all that. And I've already told you that you could be my campaign manager <laughs> and vice versa too. If you ever get into that, then I'm right there by your side helping you out. So, yeah. My next question is, what are some of your favorite things? I'm currently in a room with you in your house that has a lot of favorite things. So why don't you tell people about them? Yeah, ooh, quite a few things here. Well, First thing, and I guess I'm looking at my room now to like <laughs> talk about the order. Soccer has been a big part of my life. You described earlier that I have another podcast that I do and I just find so much enjoyment, whether I'm watching it on TV, in person. Obviously, I prefer to watch games in person because it's just so much more awesome to hear the people around you and talk to people about what's going on in the game rather than just you talking to TV or shouting at the TV. So that's that's been a thing that has been around for me for a long time. And I owe it all to my dad who got me into it back when I was probably like six or seven years old. I mean, I noticed you were not even really listening to the background noise in the car yesterday. Like you had a podcast or something about Cruz Azul, your other favorite team. And I was like, what is this? Turn it off. And I just. <laughs> have soccer so you know embedded in your life and i think that's very notable yeah it's been a big part of my life really and it's it's only gotten bigger as the years have gone by but like i said it's something that connects me to my dad 
a lot. I mean, a lot of the times that we spend together, it's watching games on TV or going to games. And your grandpa too, right? Yeah, my grandpa as well, which is kind of funny. My grandpa wanted me to go for his team, which I'm glad I didn't because I, you know, had my dad's team as a priority. And for those of you wondering, his team is Chivas and even bought me a little jersey, which is somewhere in my parents' house. <laughs> but I was set on Cruz Azul. That was my dad's team. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's created a good bond between us. And it's something that we're always catching up on. <laughs> and not just our team, but other scores around the league, around the world. And World Cup is a big thing. It's like something that we count the days for <laughs> almost. And so that's been really big. And of course, as of recent with my other favorite team, Sac Republic, and getting to know people in the community, developing friendships. I mean, our, our special moments together when we went to a few games last year and then this year being season ticket members. I mean, it's just like indescribable how much like soccer is brought to my life and how much enjoyment I get if I'm able to go out, kick a ball around and just, you know, use it as almost like outdoor therapy, essentially too, right? I'm stressed out. I go out and, and play. But let's talk about outdoors. Yeah. I mean, this weekend we went with a group called 209 Hikes. It's a Facebook group and they're growing. Join as well if you're interested in learning about these monthly wellness hikes that they organize. Lots of places to explore that are just within two hours, hour and a half from our area. And I say our area because Stockton Modesto, like it's all a valley that's interconnected and you mm -hmm. just have so many family and friends or maybe even you commute to work between these communities mm -hmm. or even the Bay Area. But it, I find it one and the same for me. It's not that hard to to characterize as the valley, right? But tell us about the weekend. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I mean something that even we recorded an episode we weren't a part of. It's just happened last Sunday is yeah, being a part of uh, 209 Hikes on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. So yeah, I mean, it was a really enjoyable day. We went out to New Hogan Lake over in Valley Springs, which is about like 45, 50 minutes from Stockton. So, and really good drive as well. Right? You pass by a lot of good things to see along the way and, and all that. And the hike itself was really fun. Thankfully, it wasn't raining. This happened on Sunday. And if y'all recall, if you were in the area, it was raining pretty hard at night. <laughs> but in the morning, we went really early. We got there at like 8.39, started the hike about 9 as well. And it was sunny, a little windy, but nothing too bad. So I'm really happy that <laughs> the weather respected our hike and allowed us to actually go on this hike for about three hours. And we actually did about, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 6.6 .6 miles, somewhere around there. And so... It was really good. I felt awesome because I'm going to do the half marathon in Modesto in a month, almost literally in a month, right? A few days from now, it'll be exactly a month on the 24th. And so it was a really good workout for me. And it was really nice to connect with other people that were there as well. So shout out to the organizers, which I don't have everyone's name right now. Otherwise, I would mention it. But, <laughs> but they're really awesome people. And this is why... If anyone wants to go on a hike and meet other really amazing people, then definitely check out their Facebook group. They do a hike once a month and they don't just limit themselves here to the area, but 
they actually also go to other places like next month in March. I know they're going to go to Knights Ferry and then I forgot one month, but I know they've been sending out messages actually just now <laughs> of like different places that they're going to. But I know Livermore was another one that they had there on the list. So Lakeisha, Charles, and Travion was really great in just kind of introducing us to this group. We're very new to hiking groups, but the experience of showing up early, being offered snacks. I mean, I, I found out I really want to go to Costco and get the same snacks that we tried because it'll be good for my health to not, you know, skip meals and stuff, which I'm still trying to get the hang of a interesting lifestyle of multiple part-time jobs. But yeah, I think when I was watching Luis interact with all these new faces and just talking about what he's observing and it made me fall for him a little bit more. Not just because it's like one of my major hobbies and here he is like integrating so well into something that I love to do and I look forward to doing more in the future. But just seeing him as a, a whole person who loves to do things that are healthy for him. And I know that as his partner, like I want to be mindful of what's safe, what's healthy. And so next weekend, to further support our adventures, we're we're going to be doing a class on wilderness first aid and just his gusto and willingness to like learn new things. Even if it's, you know, a class that we had to pay for, it inspires me because he has willingness to grow as a person, to acquire more skills and is constantly informing himself. Like I'll just drop little notes about, oh yeah, did you see that commercial on, on the Super Bowl about AI? And he didn't, but he looked it up, and now he's all about it. <laughs> so why don't you share with the the audience about just your learning journey? And I'm looking at your your bachelor's and your master's diplomas right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting story. I'll summarize it pretty quick here. But I went to Modesto Junior College. I was actually set when I was in high school and I was a senior that I'd be going there, especially when I found out that community college is something that there's a lot of financial aid for. You might not have to take out any loans and all that. So I was set. I was like, okay, you sold me on like some free college. <laughs> so I did a few years there and I looked into their transfer program because I wanted to, of course, move on, get my bachelor's and did a few switching around of majors. Was originally going to be a computer science major with an emphasis in computer programming which I hope actually to get back to someday. And then I ended up switching to film and TV studio production, like a dual kind of major of sorts. That only lasted one semester, but it was really fun. Although then they canceled the department like two semesters after. So I'm really glad that I, cho I chose to change the major. Basically, the summer after that, I decided to go into business because my mom actually worked as a manager for a retail store. And so I wanted to just know a little bit more about what it was to be a manager, right? So I took a management course in uh, the summertime there at MJC and thought it was pretty interesting and thought it was something that I could look more into as far as just like business in general. And so, yeah, I mean, I got into it. I figured this is going to be a major that I won't really struggle as much to find a job and 
will allow me to actually stay here because I wanted to stay in the Valley. <laughs> so that's where the journey started for my business side of things, which was really good. And I really, I'm really thankful that I just kind of fell into it, even though you asked me in high school, like, hey, you want to take the business course that they offered? And I would have been like, no, I'm not taking that. <laughs> Because no one really wanted to take business law was what it was. And so kind of ironic, but again, you know, my running story kind of ironic there too. But I think what I've learned in life is that sometimes there's things that you might feel like, I don't want to learn this, or I don't think I could really be good at this, but it's not once you actually take a class in that, or you actually really put your complete focus into a class that you realize I might actually be interested in this, or there might actually be something that I can contribute to in this particular thing, right, that I'm learning. Like, for instance, too, right? I mean, you're someone who's really into the science world and all that. And that's something that I always really struggled in. And it's something that I never really took as much interest in because I struggled in it. But after learning a little bit more about what you say and all that, I'm getting to feel like, you know what? I maybe didn't really give it a chance as much. Right. Like maybe I, there was maybe a part of the science world, right, that I could probably be really well in. And so that's really inspiring to me. And, and that's basically what happened with business. And it just ended up working out really great that when I transferred to Stan State, they had me choose concentration, something that, I mean, at MJC, you don't choose concentrations, you just choose your AA or, in my instance, multiple A's because your business courses satisfy multiple of <laughs> a degrees uh when they had me choose a concentration marketing was on the list right there and i had only taken one class at mjc and i really enjoyed it when i took it so i figured you know what let me go this route let me learn more about marketing that might actually be my thing and surprise surprise i mean as someone who was a creative and you know my childhood i've done so many like creative things that actually was the perfect field for me that I never realized, right? Because a lot of people think business are like, oh yeah, it's just crunching numbers. Oh yeah, it's just doing sales and all this. But there's a creative aspect of it too as well. So, I mean, it's just been really awesome being able to be in this field and I've been able to evolve and find even my own area in marketing because even marketing is so broad. It's crazy. People don't realize how broad it is because there's so many different like fields in marketing. And I've been really happy that yeah, I've been able to find my place in the digital side of marketing, which, I mean, also combines my passion for computers, which that's why that was going to be my original major. And it just allows me to be more immersed in technology, like with AI, like you just talked about. And it's, it's just really awesome just how life works and how you end up having a career that actually has a lot of your favorite things in it. So that went down. And then, of course, I went on, got my master's in business, too, because I always wanted to continue to move on. That was always the plan when I transferred was like, I'm going to get my master's. I wasn't too sure if it was going to be at Stan State. I was looking at Sac State as well. But ultimately, what ended up selling Stan State is that I actually got a fee waiver for one of the entrance exams, which is the GMAT. And that costs, I think, around like $300. I applied for it. I got it. And so I was really thankful that. They gave it to me. And of course, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just stay here and just continue to enjoy the campus that, you know, I didn't get to go all four years. But after staying there for my master's, yeah, <laughs> I got to actually be there 
more. And this is before they did all the reconstruction of the buildings. I mean, the student center didn't look as amazing as it looks now. The library didn't have all the upgrades that it has now. So, you know, that's kind of inspired me, I think, maybe to go back someday <laughs> just to experience all the new, you know, additions they've done to the campus. I know that you're you're big on family and you're big on community and you're you're doing your best to see how you can help and I am curious what intentions you have within that with that in mind like cuz you're you're really helpful for me even for my parents and I see how you care for your parents and you're there so what do you want to do in your life that like furthers that innate quality of yours to be in service of others well there's a few things i think that i'd want to do and with podcasting you know i've been able to actually do some of that too i mean even through the 209 journey and highlighting other people's stories and giving that platform to people to talk about you know what they have going on or just their story and you know i always say that when it comes to audio it's always going to be around I don't think it's something that will ever be really antiquated because one way or another, you're going to be able to uh, play whatever it is that, you know, is out there, whatever audio file. And so I think that what I want to do with podcasting is just have like a lasting legacy of anything that we talk about on any show, whatever it might be, something that people can go back 30, 40, 50 years from now and beyond and be able to listen to, right? So there's a lot of families, I think, nowadays that might not have as many like reunions, might not be as united, right? Because of, you know, one or two other things. And so by someone being able to actually tell their story and describe, you know, what, what it is that they have going on or how their business started and all that, it just allows that to be saved in audio format. So that way, future generations, if they want to know the story of how their great great grandpa whatever it might be, right, started this business, they can go back and listen to an audio recording by their relative, their friend, whoever it might be, and actually be able to hear that story that maybe they couldn't hear firsthand. Or if they could hear firsthand, that opportunity just never came about because, again, maybe the family wasn't as united or maybe maybe just that person wasn't as, like, interested maybe at the time. But once they grew up, once they matured more, they realized like, you know what? I regret so much not being able to ask any of my grandparents about this or about their story, about what it is that they did, right? And so that's kind of my way of being able to give back to the community is through that avenue of sorts. And like I said, every single podcast that I do, anytime that there's an interview component to it, I give that platform to people. And it just makes me really happy to be able to, I guess, you know, help unite families in a certain way right through podcasting and through people sharing their story and me just having it on the shows and having their episodes available in different applications and all that just is a really good feeling for me and you know i just started another podcast it's a spanish one for people who want to share their story of their american dream and that one even goes more into detail, right? Of like people's lives and just how they came to this country and all that. And so I actually started that podcast with the idea in mind, right? That there's all these stories that never get told or again, 
all these newer generations, they might not go to their grandparents and be like, hey, tell me more about your story about how you came to this country and what you did and what it's been like. And so for all the people who just don't have that, I don't want them to regret later on, right? Like, oh, I should have like asked them this, right? And now it's too late. And now the story might live through my parents or whatnot, but it's not the same, right? Like they might not remember every single detail or maybe they never even asked their own parents, right? So just having that recording, having that story of theirs through audio. I mean, I'm working to also like do some of the interviews through video. So it's not just the audio aspect of it too, but also has the visuals to go along with it in case they want to share <laughs> anything visually. Just overall, it's really nice to be able to have that for them. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of my way of of doing the same thing and, you know, showing people, like you said, right, that's my caring side. And it's something that I really enjoy doing, you know, caring for the people who truly care about me. And, and so I hope to inspire others to have that level of caringness in this way, right? This is my my way of contributing to society, wherever it might be, right? Not just in the 209, but beyond through all the different things that that I do. And that's why I've started more shows to like have a platform for people in different aspects. And I wanted to have one in Spanish as well. And that's what motivated me to, to start the other one. So I could give anyone who is a Spanish speaker a voice as well and a platform because previously it's like I only had these in English. So I guess the the last question I have before I sort of open it up to whatever you want to talk about about yourself is your experience with overcoming challenges and being in a space where you want to help others. Like, how do you recognize trauma in our community? And what tools would you suggest for those who are going through something, be it, you know, mental health focused or just things to help? self-help right like dive into your hobbies make sure that you're leaning on people who are healthy for you seeking resources beyond mental health that can you know improve it like getting a better job or Mm -hmm. just what would you say is your expertise on the matter like how how can people help themselves because you're you're a very well put together person and i'm just just so in awe of the rock that you are for me, but also how do you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's something that makes me really glad that I've done a few things that have helped me out personally, right? And this is like me speaking about what's helped me out is that, you know, I stepped out of my bubble to start doing podcasting, right? I mean, I've told you before and for anyone listening right now, I've never been this like really outspoken person. I've never been a person that, has really enjoyed speaking to strangers. And this is in the past, right? I'm not talking about right now. (laughs) But I've evolved so much over time that it's been really good for me to have kind of, and it sounds bad saying force myself, right? Out of like not being this like really quiet guy that I used to be. But, But it's actually something good. Sometimes you have to push yourself to do something that can benefit you in life. And so... By getting into podcasting, that helped me out a lot for a few reasons, right? One, it forced me to talk to more people and especially people that I had no idea who they were. Like, I always say this, but 
in the pandemic and the year where we were all like just, you know, shut down in our homes and all that. I actually met the most people that I've ever met in my entire life in one year, which was like just the craziest thing. Right. But again, it was through me being able to start all these different podcast shows, talking to people who I hadn't talked before and interviewing people who I've never spoken before. Like that's what happens here on the tone Nine journey. I know when people listen to every episode, it might sound like I've known the person already, which there's some people that are in that situation. I mean, you're one of them. <laughs> but if you look at the entire catalog right now, now in these 50 episodes, most of the people that are on there, like I hadn't spoken to before, literally just exchanged a few messages on social media, established the day of recording, get on the Zoom call. That's our first like interaction. And so that's helped me out a lot in being able to talk to all kinds of people, different personalities, because I've had different ones here on the podcast. And it's just really helpful when you're a person that is like so, I guess, secluded, not really like talking to that many people and all that. It just helps you being able to network with others in your community and feel like, hey, there's a lot of support in what I'm doing and my mission. And that's what's helped me out a lot, especially in moments where like I felt like there really isn't that much support. I mean, I have my family support and all that. But it's nice when you get other people seeing what you're doing and also amplifying the different podcasts that I do. All right. What do you, what do you want to share with everybody that we haven't touched on now? Well, I want to share the story of how I got into podcasting and just how all that happened. So it actually happened before 2020. It was actually in 2019. I don't remember the exact month, but I actually used to work at a marketing agency here in town uh, called Never Boring. and my first guest that I had here on the show, Anthony Pacheco, me and him would work closely on like different projects that we had and all that. And so we would talk a lot about marketing stuff and just geek out over that. And so one day, you know, we were just looking at the fact that podcasting seemed to be on the rise. And so we just got to talking like, hey, we should start a podcast. And again, this coming from someone like me that doesn't really enjoy talking as much <laughs> or didn't really enjoy as much before and that uh, would get ashamed of hearing myself hear my voice I should say uh, and now I'm here like editing myself and listening to myself talk all the time but it's actually helped me in that aspect as well and improving my self-confidence and hearing me so there's that but basically we got that podcast started didn't last too long lasted probably like three episodes <laughs> he had you know, some time commitments and it just was really tough for us to really coordinate our schedule and all that. But that's all that went down. But I am really happy that that one happened because he actually introduced me to what I use now to edit podcasts. And yeah, I mean, from there on 2020 started all the few podcasts that I did. And so it was a good feeling and starting all that. But, you know, 29 Journey started in 2021 in the summer because I wanted to talk to people in my area. And so it worked out great. And now I'm here recording the shows and super happy that I have this going on, you know, and how much it's evolved and how much more it'll continue to evolve. Well, there you have it, everybody. This is the 50th episode of 209 Journey. I don't know how to close your show, but my name is Alicia and this is Luis. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, whether you're in the morning or you're commuting in the morning, or you're going to bed. 
I appreciate you. Luis appreciates you. And keep on listening. Yeah. Thank you for hosting this episode, Alicia. And have a good night or morning, everyone. Bye.